Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Well, every week we have a show. It's called Ask Brian. And Ask Brian is a show about business. We try to teach people business every week. Either we have somebody that has a great business history or has a great business service or sometimes both. I think today we have both. So we're in luck. But everybody who has never listened to the show doesn't understand why are named Ask Brian. My name is Peter. My co-host is Tracy. Why is it Ask Brian? So we have to go through an explanation to explain to our listeners about why we use Ask Brian and why is Brian spelled with an E? Because everybody tells me when they were growing up, it was Brian with an E. It was never heard of. It was B-R-Y-A-N or B-R-I-A-N, and you spell it with an E, and you're not Irish. It's not like, oh, we're going down to the O'Brien's pub and have a beer. (laughs) That's a terrible Irish impersonation, by the way. You want me to start talking like an actor? I mean, just the worst. We All right. Get you a new, we Tracy, get you a new storyline. That one's just not working. That's just anymore. not working. But I'm sure our guest may escape too soon, so we need to explain. Gosh. <laughs> now, Emily, who begins with an E, is not here, but we do have our engineer. Hold on. Where's our drum roll? Drum roll, drum roll, drum Come roll, on. drum roll, drum roll. Yeah, uh, well, this is what happens when you pay minimum wage. <laughs> there is no drum. But know what? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in a, a clap, a little golf right. clap. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good and positive as opposed to wah wah. All right, so Patrick, why do we have an E in Brian? Well, because the E's stand for themes that have to do with the S. Brian Show. So give me one theme. All right, well. There's engineer because well engineers because there is not only Emily but there's also me as well but and, we, and Carlos yes but we can use AI and, and that's what he does I mean it's been almost three years since I've been with you guys and AI hasn't happened yet not for us well, I'm going to speak to our guest because he, okay. he knows something about AI so we're going to figure <laughs> that one out uh, outside of that there is empathy which you were not being very empathetic right Tracy mm-hmm. well, I don't even know what that word means <laughs> it means putting yourself in someone else's shoes not literally oh here it comes L- now you can talk literally about it is size. because you wear what size 14 13 and I'm wearing, oh my lord I'm wearing a size 8 and a half <laughs> And no one cares. There's, there's, so there's no way that Patrick could be, ever be in my shoes, ever. He, his foot would be sticking out so long. <laughs> well, what if we said the opposite? There's no way you could be in Patty's shoes Ayo. either. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wouldn't um, want to be in Patty's shoes. <laughs> well, I can't honestly say that anybody probably would know if it was Patty. <laughs> you know, I don't have anything to say in, in that regard. I got nothing for that one. <laughs> I, I really don't have anything on that. Oh, well, you're so exceptional. Thank you. There's an E, exceptional. But let's go through some more because our guest is like going, is this what I signed up for? I'm going to have to have a conversation with Brian. Anyway, go ahead. So there's experience. And with that, there's also experts who are very experienced. You know, a little combo with that. Combo, what is this, like uh, Burger King or, uh, you know, no, like a, one val- two, like a one value two, meal? No, like a one-two punch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> like equal. What, 
like equal, you know, equal. Yes. Equal. That's and another. Equal. We are not an equal show, okay? Then there, then <laughs> no, there's. No, no, we're not. <laughs> there's then there is the three, the the three really really fun ones. There is the enthusiasm, which would be me, the excitement, and then Tracy brings enthusiasm. There we go. Yes, she is. <laughs> and why did I come up with that name? Grease Lightning. Because Electrifying. Grease Lightning. I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. Is there anything you. else? Education. Well, that's one of the major ones, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's one more left, but we're an educational show. Um... We try to teach people something. We're the Sesame Street of business. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I call dibs on Elmo. <laughs> with an E. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> And there's one last one. All right, what, what would I, you know, I'm blanking on this Well, one. our guest is an expert. Ah, oh, there's an expert, indeed. Well, we want experts because we want to be able to teach people things. I mean, no offense, but he did say that one already. Uh, to be fair. I do not, I do not to be fair. that. We're going to have to do a Stop playback. Uh, we'll go to the review cycle and we'll have our refs check it out and see if there was anything like that. Because I don't. I Survey don't says. <laughs> Without any further. For the love of it. For the love of everything, E, let's move forward. We are moving forward. Without any further... <sighs> Adieu. A-D-I-E-U. And why do I like that word? Because every single letter minus the D is a vowel. All right. I've, I've trained him well. I'm getting him sealed. Now... <laughs> I love Tracy's reaction every time. Now, if our guest... Every time. He gets me every time. <laughs> so defeated. <laughs> now, if our guest hasn't left the show, we are bringing on... His name is Roland. Roland, you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Amazingly, you, you made it through. So <laughs> we have a couple of questions for you. First of all, we want to go quickly over your background. So if you can give like a short background of what you've done in your uh, career. Yeah, sure. So most of my career has been in advertising technology, selling either media or technology to some of the biggest companies like Adobe, Disney, Microsoft, Ford, Ryan Seacrest. After that, I became an entrepreneur after about a 10-year career there and focused on advertising. And I built a platform for video advertising, built a business on top of that, and sold that company back in 2018 to a company in Canada. Uh, And we took the whole thing public on the Toronto Venture Stock Exchange. So since then, I've been focused on uh, on building Arrow, which is a solution for micro-businesses. So when you say video advertising, you're talking about advertising like on YouTube? What are you referring to? Yeah, so that company was called Roll Call, and we actually did advertising in the open web. So let's say you went to Forbes.com and you saw a video ad. What we did, uh, and we used artificial intelligence and some other algorithms to figure out, okay, this is Brian. He just landed on Forbes.com. What do we know about Brian? And in about 240 milliseconds, literally the blink of an eye, we would find a video ad that was targeted to you, and we would show that ad. That's a very interesting concept. I actually would like to go over that with you, but we're on the show today for your new company, which is Arrow. So my question is, how did you come up with this new company? You know, it was a really simple idea to begin with. We realized that the world was completely changing. And, and you know, Brian, in, in, in my career, I had seen just a crap ton of money, billions of dollars, invested in um, solutions for big companies. And I said to myself, I said, wait a second here. The landscape has shifted. There's now more people in the U.S. working in micro businesses and small companies than there are in big companies. And 
who's building tools for them, who's building capabilities for them to market their own businesses. And the answer is not many people. And so that's from that very simple idea, Arrow was born. And did you start it alone or did you have other people? Yeah, great question. So we started with three people. There's three founders. There's myself, my other, Roland Reichel. My other founder is Pablo Munoz de Cote, who has been running and scaling businesses both in the U.S. and Latin America, mostly direct-to-consumer and business products. So he has a real understanding of that micro-business and solopreneur community. And then our third co-founder is actually based right in Santa Clarita, which I think is where your radio station is based. And he's a lifelong entrepreneur and has just an incredible sense of business. He's, he's founded everything from pool halls all the way up to, to biomedical engineering. So he's had a really rich and wonderful career and also understands micro businesses and, and small businesses really well. So the three of us started the company back in uh, late 2019. And what is his Right name? before COVID. <laughs> you didn't mention his name. Oh, sorry. Jason Rubenstein. <laughs> okay. All right. And now, the three of you ever worked together before? How did you guys meet? Yeah. So Pablo and I have known each other for several years. We've been involved in other companies, never as operators, but either as investors in those companies. And then Jason and I knew each other back from my old company, Roll Call. He had worked at another company based in Southern California, and we did a ton of business together. And I've always recognized him as a leader, someone who really understands online marketing for all kinds of businesses. And so we went to form Arrow. Jason was my first call. And what exactly does Arrow do? Right. So this is the idea. It, paid advertising is a train wreck. I think we all can recognize that. It's got privacy problems, it's difficult to understand, and it's just really expensive. Content marketing is a simple and effective way for any business to get some real traction online. So we built Arrow, and what it does is it takes business content from all over the web, and we have a browser extension and a platform. The browser extension is super cool because it's just really easy to use. It hangs out right in your Chrome browser, integrates directly into your social media business profiles. And so we take all this really engaging business content and we make it available to small businesses for free and they can post it on their profile with one click. So it's a great way to raise your business profile. You know, it's a great way to post regularly, establish yourself as a leader in what you sell to your community and, you know, get some real traction online. So I am a lawyer as well. And so my question is, what about copyright issues? I mean, if you've got the same content going out. Yeah, so here's the great thing. There is literally millions of pieces of content out there that's free. So we really stick to that lane. And, you know, about 68% of people who use social media repost. So this behavior of, of sharing and posting content is, at this point, just something we all do every day. So we take that behavior, we put it in a business context, and we accelerate it. But to answer your question directly, we have a ton of free content that's available out there. The people who write that content are excited because more businesses are using it. So we're helping get more viewership for them. And in some cases, we've done actual you know, deals with certain folks like the New York Times to have that content available as well. But it's still all free. And I think that's really critical because you know, there's just so much stuff out there. And it's like always sometimes difficult to curate it. Okay, you know, how do I find a cool piece of content about sports or about insurance? If, you know, I'm an insurance agent. So 
we cut down that waste of time of like trying to figure out, hey, what can I find and what can I post? And we just make that content like really easy, really available, one click, and um, you know, turn turn you into a business superstar. And do you have a subscription model, or how do you make money? Yeah, so that's a great question. You know, we knew from the beginning to really support small businesses and micro businesses, you had to give a lot of value up front. So a big part of the content is free. We do have this marketing feature called boosting, and that's super cool because what that does is it understands like who you are and getting back to that insurance agent, like it knows, okay, you're an insurance agent, you're in Santa Clarita, and it'll curate and boost that content right to the right people in your community. But we charge five bucks a month for that. So that's really affordable. Now, the other way we make money is we've got e-commerce companies that are using this content sharing and boosting tools to drive users to their e-commerce offers. And we take a small percentage of the revenue from their sales. And that is a very scalable business model for us. But again, you know, our whole idea is, hey, value up front. So in that case, we only make money when our e-commerce partners make money. So it's a win-win for everybody. So is that like an affiliate program? Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I'll give you a real-world example. You know, we work with a skincare company, and they've got this really great high-end skincare product. And so they are constantly posting all kinds of great content on Facebook and Instagram about skincare and about staying healthy. And then people read that content, and they click on the offer, and they go buy, you know, some of their skin products. So every time they buy that skin product, you know, we make a couple bucks. So that's how it works. Well, that that can be very profitable. So. What are the three qualities that you think you need to be successful? The three qualities that you need to be successful, persistence, persistence, persistence. <laughs> it's just so important to believe in the vision of what you're doing. Don't give up and continue to pursue your dream. You know, there's millions. I actually have a slightly different perspective on what's happening in America right now. The great resignation is, is only one half of the coin. The other half of the coin is this massive wave of entrepreneurialism that's happening. I, I think we're in a more entrepreneurial and innovative kind of economic headspace as a country than we've been in in, in in 50 years. And I just love it. I see people every day using our tool, starting new businesses. So follow your dream, be persistent. And I just think it's a really exciting time to be starting a business. Well, next question is, You've been doing this now for how many years? Two years? Three years? Uh, a little over two years. Yeah, two and a half years. And what has been the biggest problem you've had to overcome? You know, I think the biggest problem that any small business has, and, and, a, and a startup is a small business. I mean, when you first start, you're three people with a piece of paper and a pen and an idea. <laughs> you don't even have a dollar, a dollar to the business yet. So the thing that we focus on early on is just establishing credibility right? How do we let the world know that we're a company that's got something very valuable to offer, right? When you're Apple, all you got to say is, we're Apple, and everyone knows who you are. But when you're a startup or a small business, you don't know. So establishing that kind of online credibility early on is really important. And we've done it through partnerships. You know, we went out and partnered with Visa. Um, we went out and partnered with Facebook and Instagram. And we use our own tools. Like I'm constantly doing radio shows. I'm posting online content about, you know, my life and being an entrepreneur and about the company. And, and the more we do that, 
the more we build our own credibility and profile. And I think that's a big, big part of, of those early couple of years. Well, thank you very much. And our co-host, Tracy, you're from Alabama. Oh, no, you're from Mississippi. Oh, excuse me. She's from Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> I got you, Tracy. I got you. Virginia. Virginia. That's how it's pronounced. Don't you ever forget it. Virginia. I'm from New York, you know. And New York City, we don't talk like that. <laughs> to be fair, Tracy, that was pretty spot on for a New York accent. <laughs> and also, I do park the car. Because he is a New Yorker. No, because I, I, I always park the car. York. Tracy, I park the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> well, what are you doing there? There's a mess in the house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without any further ado, Tracy has a couple of questions to ask Roland once she stops rolling in the laughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, you know what? That does that that deserves like just. That, Where's the wah wah wah? No, you know what? For that joke, you're getting. You're getting. That was good. <laughs> you're getting a boo for that. That was a good one. <laughs> there was a crickets one, but it wasn't playing, so I went to go get the boo. <laughs> Oh my god! I think you played the applause. Though. I don't think you played the bit. Oh, you mean the the, the golf clap? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So we are like-minded kindred spirits with this long history in advertising. So I'm excited to explore that more with you. So tell me how your background in advertising led you to the aha moment to create this business. Yeah, so advertising technology's been incredible the last 15 years. There's just been an explosion of, you know, platforms and data and, and really thinking. I mean, really smart people have invested a lot of time and money in figuring out digital advertising. And you've seen this automation happening, which is amazing. And unfortunately, though, a lot of that investment and development of that automation has gone to the biggest companies. You know, I know I worked with them and sold some of that technology. And we just came up with the simple idea of like, hey, you know, powerful technology can come in tiny packages. And if you can get it, the same tech into the right tool, and then everyone can use it. And the whole company was born on that simple idea. And when you were creating the concept for the company, how did you discern who your target customer, who the end user of this technology was going to be? Because there's such a vast amount of people who could benefit from this technology, but it really feels like you've done a great job of niching who your end user is for now. Yeah, Tracy, that's such a great question. It, it's a massive market. You know, I think at the top of the show, we were talking about that. You know, there's now 41 million people working in micro businesses. And this is companies of less than five people. So there's more people in those types of businesses than any other. So this really is normative. This is how most Americans are working in these small companies. And it's, that's really exciting. But you're right. It's a massive market. So we've focused on a couple verticals. And the headline here is agents. We think about agents, independent agents, as really micro-businesses. So that's insurance brokers real estate brokers and travel agents. And collectively, that's about 2 million folks who are, you know, usually working under a bigger umbrella. They might be working under Caldwell Bankers or, you know, one of those companies, but essentially running their own business. So we've built a lot of content for those groups, uh, those agents. And so in that regard, how does that part of the business model work? So are you 
it, did they become more of like a, an umbrella company? And then let's just take the financial advisory, for example. They have a lot of independent businesses within their overall company. So do you work with just the, the larger company or do you actually then work with each of the independent, maybe like franchises or licensees of the company? Yeah, it's both. We've had situations where the independent franchisees or independent brokers, you know, find out about our product and it just spreads like wildfire. Suddenly one insurance agent tells another insurance agent, friend at a conference, hey, I'm using this great tool and it's really helped me increase my business profile. And, you know, my Facebook page went from, you know, zero to hero and now I'm getting likes and comments and shares and I sold an extra policy and you know how it goes. And when you have some success, so we've had that dynamic happen. And then we've had other instances where we've gone to the umbrella company and, and said to them, hey, look, you know, you've got 10,000 agents or 50,000 agents all could probably use a little digital enablement, could use a little help. And they say, great, we love it. We want to roll this out. So it's happened both ways. I love what you said, like going from zero to hero. Talk to us about in more detail about how the technology actually works in order to make that happen. So I'm a micro business, five employees or less, or I'm, I'm a one-man band, and I don't have any time to do marketing, but I know how important it is. Like, how would you work with me? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and the time piece Tracy is absolutely critical. Like, I totally get it. Um, we're all stretched for time. <laughs> you know, we're running around, we're running businesses, we're doing things with kids and families and grocery shopping and everything else that's part of everyday life. So what we've done is said, look, content creation is difficult. Who's going to take the time to sit down and, and write 10 blog posts and schedule them and, and have them go out? But what you can do that can be highly effective is you can curate content and get it out in an automated way. So for that local agent, and let's take travel because that's a good example. So you can download Arrow from the Google Chrome store. It's a browser extension, just like Grammarly or LastPass if you use any of those. And then you just log in with your Facebook account. Once you do that, Arrow gets to work. It figures out who you are, what kind of business you have, and it starts thinking about who your target customer is in your own community. And then it sources the content into these channels. And, and everything I'm saying here takes literally seconds. And you just start posting, right? So now you're pushing Yahoo News across your feed or you're pushing, you know, relevant content from the New York Times or other places. And, and people are coming to your site. They're engaging. So that's the mechanics of how it works. So is it just a Facebook connection? Do you, do you have the opportunity to integrate LinkedIn or any of the other platforms? So we just rolled out in Facebook and Instagram, and we're hot off the presses. You know, we rolled out our self-service tool just in late February. So this is all happening in real time. You know, we're a startup in the best sense of the word, really, you know, growing this business from, from the ground up. So we rolled out with Facebook and Instagram. LinkedIn is coming in about a month, month and a half. And then we're also looking at Pinterest. And I think Pinterest is an interesting one. Getting back to those travel agents, it's a really visual platform. There's a lot of great content out there. It's super engaging. Um, it's also great for local retail, you know, uh, shops that sell, you know, cool knives and, and products for your kitchen and, you know, greeting cards. Stores like that do really well on Pinterest. So by the end of this year, we'll be in Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. 
Well, one of the things I know about Pinterest, especially in regards to podcast marketing, is that it's really one of the most underestimated platforms for audience growth because it's the third largest search engine, which a lot of people don't realize that because they think of uh, Google and YouTube, but Pinterest apparently is the third largest, and it's really a platform that's not being utilized in the best way that it can be, especially if you're trying to grow your podcast audience. So I think that's very interesting that that's a choice that you made to get into, especially tying it into the e-commerce model, like you were saying. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, one of the other ideas that we talked a lot about when we first started the company, um, not only, you know, serving micro businesses and small businesses, but this idea that a lot of the ecosystem has been formed, you know, Facebook, Pinterest, these big platforms are out there. They're, they're great platforms. They're not going anywhere. And, and they're part of this ecosystem. And so we were part of this wave of companies that, that looked at that ecosystem and said, okay, great. That's a part of the you know, world as we know it. How do we make it work better? You know, and I think about a company like Calendly that sits on top of your Gmail calendar, your Google calendar. And it just says, everyone's got to use Google calendar. Great. We're going to make that better. We're going to make it easier. And there's really kind of interesting moments, generation of these companies right now that are building on top of these existing platforms and, and doing that, just making them easier, quicker, better to use for everyone. Well, how did you, I'm fascinated by the aspect that you have the ability to do this content creation for micro businesses, which is so needed. And like you said, you're giving business owners their time back, which is, you know, invaluable. How did you connect the dots on the e-commerce portion of this for your business model for monetization? Because in my opinion, that is brilliant. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, I would take credit, but it was probably the tequila talking more than anything else, you know. So, <laughs> the um, tequila and the cocktail napkins. <laughs> that's cocktail right. Napkins. I mean, people always ask me, where do your great ideas come from? Well, it comes from the liquor store across the street. So, me too. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, it, you know, here's the idea here. And we thought of this idea called a SaaS tax. And I love the platforms we have. There's a lot of great platforms out there that are easy to use. But what happens, I think, sometimes for small businesses and micro businesses is that before they get even started, they're already, you know, a thousand bucks in the hole right from the get-go. You know, you got to pay 50 bucks for QuickBooks and you get Shopify and that's 80 bucks. And then your template is another 120 bucks. And then, you know, this and that. And before you know, you've kind of cobbled together all these each in their own great SaaS platforms, but collectively kind of a big nut to crack on day one. So we said, look, there's got to be a better way here. There's got to be a way to, to fund this, to give a lot of value up front. And, you know, we, we knew the e-commerce ecosystem really well. You know, we, we spent years selling products, you know, in our digital careers. So it just seemed like a logical choice to plug into that and as a way to really fund these tools so you could give them away for free or, or at least give a lot of value up front to, to micro businesses. So I have another question around that. So the majority of your clients, your end users, do they all have e-commerce stores? Is that a, is that a prerequisite or is that just a both? It's both really. So the e-commerce stores and products or folks who have e-commerce products are using it mostly as a traffic driver. So they'll, they'll post great content and then they'll boost that content 
and they're driving people to a store where they can buy something. Um, we've got some folks actually breaking into the affiliate space. So they're using our, our posting and boosting tools to get people to affiliate offers. That's a whole lane in of itself. And then the third bucket is, you know, we've got thousands of small businesses across about 120 different business categories that are just posting stuff every day. In fact, I was just looking at our backend analytics this morning, you know, and it's, it's just a great cross-section of our economy. There's like a coffee shop, a travel agent, local retail. We've got folks who, um, gardening services, they're just posting, you know, gardening content every day. So it's, it's a really interesting kind of fabric of users. Yeah, absolutely. So the affiliate piece is very, that, I mean, that I would imagine would just blow the, another side of your business up because those are service-based and just can be service-based industries, consulting coaches, authors. I mean, that just opens up an entirely new piece of business for you that maybe that aren't associated with the typical e-commerce model. I agree 100%, Tracy, and that part of the economy is just on fire right now. There's another company called Samcart that's super interesting. They did just did an $80 million Series B, but they also focus more on the um, – they're like the Shopify, but for that part of the economy. Anyway, the point is absolutely life coaches, counseling, that kind of services. I, I don't know what you call it, I guess. Like e-commerce services really is just absolutely exploding right now. Yes, and as an extension of that, what I'm seeing too, especially post-pandemic, is a tremendous amount of people doing online courses, certification courses, and the master classes and that type of situation, which does tie in in e-commerce to that because it becomes a lot more of a scalable business model for the coaches and consultants, therapists, life coaches, like you're saying. So to be able, I mean, it almost feels like you could do a double dip with the affiliate revenue and the e-commerce portion of it with that business category. That sounds good to me. We're we're at the point where we're just figuring out our monetization. So, <laughs> I mean, words like double dip and quick growth, and I mean, you're you're speaking my language. But yeah, I love it. And you know, it gets back to what we were talking about. I think earlier about you know those first couple of years as a startup. You know, you're establishing your business, you're establishing your credibility, you're you know you're establishing your brand, right? And so you got to pick and choose lanes, but. I, I think it's a wonderful idea and, and, and excited to see you thinking down that road because the, all those things you just mentioned, life coaches and certifications and courses are great avenues for our product. And, and um, yeah, there's millions of people doing that stuff. Well, Roland, a lot of our users want to know, what's your website? How do you get in touch with you? How do you get going? What, what, what is this all about, Alfie? So uh, what's your website? <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I'm sorry. How old are you? And how old am I that I got it? I'm probably the only one that's old. I'm, well, I'm two. I'm two years old, but that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. So the best way to find us is online. Our website is www.getarrow.ai. That's www.getarrow. AI, and you'll learn a little bit more about us there. There's a link to the Google Chrome store where you can download the browser extension. That's free. Just sign in with your Facebook account, and you're off to the races. And there's some contact information there as well. 
We've got some great videos up so you can learn a little bit more about how to use the tool. We've got an FAQ section where we answer some also basic marketing questions like, you know, about Facebook, about Instagram, about some of these platforms. So there's just some great information there. And that's the best way to find us. And do you have any learning information like maybe on YouTube or somewhere or people want to find out more? Yeah, absolutely. So you can search for us, Get Arrow on YouTube. And when you go to the website, there's a help button in the nav bar. Drop that down. So that's got links both to our YouTube channel, but also our Facebook channel. And on Facebook, you know, we've got a great chat feature. Obviously, Facebook's a huge ecosystem for us, as it is for many micro businesses and many people in general. So you can even hit the chat button. We've got someone full time there who can answer your questions. Even I, I take a few hours every week. Uh, answer questions on there as well. So we really want to give out a lot of information to folks. So chat with us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, or just go to our website. I have a question for you about Facebook um, and Instagram. Do you have to connect to your personal account, or do you have the ability to connect to personal and business? Are you limited to one account? Uh, You can connect to as many accounts as you want. You can use it on the personal side if you want to use our content for your personal page. Most people are using their business account, whatever your regular login is for Facebook, and most people are using Arrow as a business tool. Um, And so they're posting on their business pages. Now, I will say one thing is in some cases with these micro businesses, it's a bit mixed together, especially like real estate agents. Often they use their personal page as their primary business page to connect with their community as well. But it's totally up to you. Whatever page you want to use, it all works with Arrow. And then how does the visual aspect work with Instagram? Because when you were mentioning before about reposting articles from the New York Times and all of the things that go along with that, how does the image aspect work for Instagram since it's less content, more image? Yeah, so we've got some channels that have a lot of Instagram content. And the way our tools organize is by channels. So once you log in, you'll see the drop down, and there's about 300 different channels related to hundreds of different businesses you can subscribe to. And then within that channel, you'll find Instagram-ready content. And those are more image-oriented. Okay, great. And you're saying that LinkedIn and Pinterest are coming. Um, now that Elon's going to buy Twitter, are you guys going to partner up with Big Elon? <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for Elon to respond to my tweet. And he's not responding, so I don't know. It's just kind of putting me off a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll see. I, you know, I think Twitter is a little bit different as a platform as a whole. We're going to wait and see. We want to focus on areas where people are really doing business. And I think right now, between Pinterest and LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, you really do get most folks where they want to build their business profile, where they want to build their community. So we'll, we'll focus on that for now. How about TikTok? You know, that's super interesting. I just had a conversation with some folks about TikTok today. Love TikTok. I think it's a great emerging ecosystem. It's more about branding and less about e-commerce. It's also more about, I think, kind of creating content than it is about posting and sharing. So it's a slightly different ecosystem. But I think over the next couple of years, it's a perfect example of how like content is going to drive commerce and drive the economy, I think, over the next 10 years. What I was going to say is, you know, on Twitter, I think the problem with content there is you have a limitation of how long the tweet can be. So, therefore, that type of information is not going to really be, to me, 
very valuable in terms of content if it's just the tweet itself. If there's an article attached to it, that's one thing. But the actual content, you know, of a, of a 25 characters or 40 characters is going to be tough to do. Uh, Tracy had something to say about Ask Brian. I do. I always love to say this about Ask Brian. So if you're, thank you for listening to the live radio show. But if you want to revisit and uh, listen to all these great information that we gave out today, head over to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Search for Ask Brian, B-R-I-E-N, and download and follow the Ask Brian podcast where you can listen to a replay of this show and all of our previous shows for all of 22 so far. So, yes, it's the Ask Brian podcast. And we would love it if you followed it and left us a review and just let us know how you like it or don't like it let us know either way thank you very much Roland we're glad we had you on the show we're probably going to have you back on again thank you very much ask Brian KHS 1220 98.1 FM thank you for tuning in to the ask Brian radio show you can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook live or anytime, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions, and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.